0: FOREVER!
1: Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else.
0: And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends. (laughs) I'm talking too fast. I'm so excited about all the ghosts. Guys, we've got a lot of ghosts to get through, so I'm just going to dive right in. Number one, sheet ghost. Number two, lady in the field. Number three, guy in the attic. Number four, orb. Number five, everyone, please listen up. Turn your headphones up as loud as they can go. And I'm gonna talk as fast as I can about as many ghosts as possible. Um yeah. We are two comedian people, and we have a podcast, which is original and good. And it's about scary things because we like scary things and we are scared all the time.
1: We are fully scared all the time. And this is a excellent place for us to share that scariness together, yeah. um and exercise it. And yeah, and through laughter,
0: yeah. It's like drama therapy for feeling scared, except we're sitting <laughs> <laughs> and not doing anything.
1: So Anna, I, so gentle listeners, um, we know that we took a little week off. We are saying uh, welcome back. Um, yes. And we as ha- the-
0: as the Brits would say, a cheeky week off. We right? did. We took a know. cheeky British week off. British people in. I've started using the word cheeky, and it's a bad personality trait of mine that I'm trying to do this. But see,
1: I think it's powerful. I like I because the <laughs> it's Brits definitely something. The Brits can't have everything. We can have oh, some on. fun words. Um, we took a cheeky week off. We did, and we're pro- we we promise we're going to make it up to you because we have some exciting news just uh, from firing from multiple cylinders. Um. <laughs> One one not anna, all of them but j- just uh, some. Many. oh my gosh no on our budget no, no. um one is, so i'm going to start with most uh micro personal anna chris and i are moving out of nightmare castle into a, a new home a dream house into a dream um, which has a little podcast closet. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable.
1: I've already had a nightmare about it. We'll talk about it later in the episode. Good. Um, <laughs> um, but but more podcast related news. So one, uh, a while ago, we got a lovely email from a gentle listener named Carly Scranton. Um, And it came at just the right time because we were discussing uh, providing transcripts for our little podcast. And Carly is not only a gentle listener, but also writes transcripts for podcasts. And so now we have, from here on out, transcripts available for every little episode on the foreverdogpodcast.com website, um, which is huge. Yes, it's so
0: exciting. Um, Thanks so much to Carly for reaching out. Yes. Um, And Carly uh, emailed us a sample transcript, uh, which was just lovely to see. Like, even if you... Uh, are in someone who needs transcripts to enjoy a podcast just to see how Andrew and I kind of trip over each other. You could sort of act it out in your living room with you and your loved ones. And you could prop up your baby and make the baby watch.
1: <laughs> Carly That's truly does too. an amazing job of it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, this is not only exciting because any opportunity to make podcasts more accessible or any form of media more accessible is something that's really uh, exciting for us. meet uh, myself as a yes. disabled podcaster, love to uh, make whatever I'm working on uh, as accessible as it can be. And also, as Anna was saying, maybe you love our words and hate our voices, and that's fine too. <laughs> you could hire two different people
0: and give them the transcripts. <laughs> and, you know, because maybe your husband's a much older, very rich man. <laughs> that
1: is true. So the first two transcripts are up. They're from uh, our previous two episodes, The Viper and our last Urban Legisode. Uh, and so, yeah, a couple days after each episode, they will be available. You can find them at foreverdogpodcast.com and just click on our show's heading and then click on read episode transcriptions for free. For free.
0: Thank you so much, Carly Scranton, again. Uh, you can follow Carly on Twitter at Carly Banff. <laughs>
1: You should sure put can. together what
0: you think "bamf" means. I love. I think it's
1: a. I think it's swear words, but that's just me. <laughs> Big and mother friends.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm in. Good. Um. Yeah. The best. And, oh, this is
1: great. And Anna, one other little thing. And we know mm-hmm. this has been a long-standing deal, but we are closer than ever, gentle listeners, to having merch.
0: Yes, merch means T-shirt that says "I'm a part of something." <laughs> i You don't know it. But someone out there loves me.
1: The designs have been sent off, and now it's just a matter of time. And we're so excited to share them with you. That was the strangest way I could have said that. That I don't know what <laughs> it was. Was it? That it I sounded put- like David Lynch backwards talk. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited it. to play them with you. <laughs> Sometimes- He's a freak. Get him. <laughs> Sometimes after a day of being in a Zoom room, I really forget how (laughs) words function in a way that makes people not feel alarmed.
0: I, again, like, it's, people, others have said it in more eloquent ways, but, like, I don't know how to um, not let my dog lick the inside of my mouth at all times (laughs) when we're out in public together. Like, I just don't know how to do it, so you're... No, we're all feral. We're all uh, peeing on walls. It's not okay. <laughs> you're safe here.
1: You know, you can check our socials at scary story underscore pod on Instagram or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will post that information there. We're so excited to share it with you.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool design. Andrew is so talented.
1: talent. Oh, shucks. Oh, it's shucks. Just a little scribble up.
0: You're going to just a little bit. Um, <laughs> You're going to want to wear it, you know, perhaps for your... For your divorce attorney, um, (laughs) perhaps for a lover, um, Oh, whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Whatever you you pour in a mug of merch becomes content. And that's the truth.
0: (laughs) That is true. If you like to drink content, I, again, Andrew, I am lost. This conversation (laughs) with two people is a minefield for me. It's so hard. Oh, podcasters are brave and no one is talking about this.
1: I'm I can't wait to have a socialization coach after this is over. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just abandon the concept of a personal trainer at this point. I want someone <laughs> to teach me how to not lead with uh, troubling facts about my childhood um, or sentences that go nowhere.
0: Yes. I, I so many times I wish you could just do filler. <laughs> it like not do words, just like ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like if I could just do that, I could get a nice ramp back into the conversation once I figured out what it is I want to say.
1: Oh, my God. Anna, I this is the last thing I'll say before we jump into the meat of the podcast. You by this point, you know, it's a chatty podcast and we're going to
0: jump okay. into the meat in one second. But um,
1: I will just say I was uh, checking out at the grocery store. Uh, a person told me Happy Easter. And what I said to them was Grib. That was my response. I said, Greb, G-R-E-B. Did I correct myself? I didn't. I just smiled, through my mask, which the person could not see, and I left. So to them, you were just dead-eyed glaring at them. Yep, Greb. Greb.
0: Oh, could you walk us through Greb?
1: I think I know Greb is from Great. Where'd you get Eb? Yeah, I think think what happened was... um, This I'm not attacking.
0: I- I'm just curious. Yeah.
1: I think, I think, gr- I think you're right. That GR was great. <laughs> I think I forgot the word. Thank you entirely. I heard them say Easter. Easter went to egg and bunny. And so we went Greb, and that's how it happened.
0: Of course. EB for E bunny. <laughs> Sounds like EB and his Greb. And that's a big oh, grab for boy. today.
1: Yeah. So I'm sorry. It's crazy that I used to teach college students specifically how to use words. It's, it is bonkers. <laughs> wow. That feeling
0: when one day you're teaching playwriting to many children and then the next day you're grab, grab, <laughs> grab, grab, grab. It's going to be grab. Gradually,
1: oh my God. Yeah. It's just going to replace every word in my vocabulary too. I am just grab.
0: Please write in with your grab stories. Um, <laughs> I love grab. Grab is a good word. Sometimes things are. Oh, thank you. And
1: it's great. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I think that's what it is. Greb, it sort of encompasses everything because it has nothing of like, thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. It's just great. Right. It's
0: over. It's over. It's over. Greb is the end of a conversation. <laughs> Greb is like, this is great, but I don't want to do the like, okay, good. We'll have a good one. Yeah, you too. I'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah. When will you be back? Like, Greb, Greb is the end. Greb is yeah. a period. Greb is a complete sentence. <laughs> and I feel bad that Carly has to type all of this, but again, it's perfect. It's actually Greb.
1: Thank you, Carly. Carly's grab. Um, So Anna, I come to you with a story from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamel's "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark" series. Yes, Um, this is a story from the OG "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark," and Anna, it is called "Wait Till Martin Comes."
0: (gasps) Okay. Yes, my throat just made a weird sound that I. Oh no! I was praying it wouldn't be picked up on mic, but again, this is I'm my mouth is over a microphone and, and the amount hurts.
1: of saliva noise my teeth and lips have made on this podcast is shocking. So we're I... all in it together.
0: <laughs> my reaction to wait till Martin comes being the story was that my body
1: um, gurgled
0: and that means I'm happy.
1: That was your first grab. That was, that means Sue's I like greb. it.
0: That yeah. was a big grab. That's my version of grab. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay. Wait till Martin comes. An old man was out for a walk. When a storm came up, He looked for a place to take shelter. Soon, he came to an old house. He ran up on the porch and knocked on the door, but nobody answered. By now, rain was pouring down, thunder was booming, and lightning was flashing. So he tried the door. When he found it was unlocked, he went inside. Except for a pile of wooden boxes, the house was empty. He broke up some of the old boxes and made a fire with them. Then, he sat down in front of the fire. "'and dried himself. "'It was so warm and cozy "'that he fell asleep. "'When he woke up, "'a black cat was sitting near the fire. "'It stared at him for a while. "'Then it purred. "'That's a nice cat,' he thought, "'and he (laughs) dozed off again. "'When he opened his eyes, "'there was a second cat in the room, "'but this one was as big as a wolf. "'It looked at him very closely.' and it asked the smaller cat, Shall we do it now? No, said the other cat. Let's wait till Martin comes. I must be dreaming, thought the old man. He closed his eyes again. Then he took another look. But now there was a third cat in the room, and this one was as big as a tiger. It looked the old man over, and it asked... Shall we do it now? No, said the others. Let's wait till Martin comes. The old man jumped up, jumped out the window, and started running. When Martin comes, you tell him I couldn't wait, he called. The end. The and oh, boy, this, this story, this is another one. This falls under the category of um, sleeping in an abandoned house and getting cozy.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, again, a, a sort of a hallmark of these books where it's raining and you need to go in a house and there just are like ambient available open houses <laughs> yes. that you can go in that no one lives in.
1: Also the concept of being in a rainstorm this is Anna this is this proves that you and I always grew up in proximity to a big city because the concept of being stuck in the rain and your first thought being i need to knock on somebody's door to be let in insane that's wild no. to me
0: no you need to hold your hand over your head as an umbrella <laughs> and sort of find a payphone to call your parents
1: i uh, i think hold i would on just submit to death at that point i'd be like i'm wet uh this is it
0: oh yeah ladybird come here I hear her crying, but I can't tell if it's just happening in my head because she's normally crying or <laughs> that feels very right for happening. the story. I feel bad for people who absolutely adore this podcast, but hate hearing about animals, which I think is about zero people. But, I think um, that.
1: Yeah, I think I don't think you made it four minutes in. If you're someone who's like, I don't care about animals, that's just not our vibe here. You no, know? you got to care. Um, and, um, but, but anyway, for the people who do love animals, we got three cats, baby.
0: There are three cats and you know what one's the size of a tiger which is an event. I'm not going to lie. That's when you huge. see a when you see a large cat, the world takes notice.
1: This is and what's interesting is in my head this sequence went on much longer. And I think it's because when I tell this story to kids, my nieces and nephews in particular, I think I subconsciously added a couple other cats. Like I think I, I added like yeah. a cow-sized cat and then an elephant-sized cat.
0: I (laughs) it's funny. I also thought there were like five cats in the story and there are only three, which I guess it just goes to show you more than two cats. It's hard. That's a hard number. Three is a hard number for any friend group. Yes. But yeah, this especially is, is tricky.
1: And very I mean, here's the thing I'll say about the old man. If I were to wake up in a house and the first cat, not too strange. If I wake up a second time and there is a cat the size of a wolf, I have questions and I have concerns yeah
0: that's that's too big.
1: It's too big. for Wait, a so cat.
0: it's the cat the size of a cat, and then what?
1: Then a wolf-sized cat, then a tiger sized cat
0: it, and this again goes to my siness. I didn't realize that wolves and tigers were different sizes
1: mm, yeah they're I think I think tigers are are quite big, and wolves are big it. dogs, yeah.
0: see these things I just don't know. I need to study abroad in the country for
1: a little bit. But also, I do. I am consistently surprised at how big wolves are, particularly their heads. Like, I don't know. Have you seen those oh, yeah. videos of like young naturalists getting their faces licked by wolves? Oh yeah. It's like that's too big for a dog head, but they're wolves, it's so I guess too that makes sense.
0: Big, especially when you see like a wolf dog, and yes. you're like, well. <sighs> um, yeah. So so okay. So the what categories does the story fit into? We've got the going into a house in a rainstorm, mm-hmm. looking for shelter.
1: We've got comedy um, horror.
0: We've got comedy horror. <laughs> um you've got um animals. So it's always like the black cat that you've got the two black dog stories. Yep. Um, sort of the the intersection of ghost and animal is something that's really interesting. Right.
1: Um, you've got the cat's paw
0: The cat's paw, yes With the bag, the shopping related whore Oh, um, oh,
1: that's not even the one I was thinking of That's the cat in the oh, shopping wait. bag And then the cat, then there's the woman who turns into a cat
0: Oh, yes, yes, cat's paw Um, You've got spitting and yowling, just like a cat yep. Is that cat's paw?
1: I think that's cat's paw Oh, but then there's like cat's eyes Yes With the people in the hearse who come take the man away
0: I love that story Yeah, me too We've done that, right? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's okay, a classic. Oh, cool. um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But what's interesting about this is one would assume that cats uh, – what I respect about this is that cats are often depicted in proximity to witches. And in this series, it's enough to just be a cat and be scary. That's it. You know? That's plenty. Um, Which I think is
0: nice. Right. Um, Yeah. And like the, the reveal – so and then I guess we also I mentioned the story last week when we were doing um the viper. I right. said oh it's like wait till martin comes because the story is about this thing's going to happen and it's happening intercurrentally and you don't know what scary <laughs> thing's going to happen but it's really scary and then I didn't realize that we hadn't done it yet. That's right. Um yeah, and it also I would put in the category of stories with literal drawings. Um, should we talk about the drawings? Oh,
1: please, yeah. Um, so we've got we've got probably the most cartoonish drawings of the Stephen Gamel uh, collection. Yes, fair. We have a normal sized cat that is crawling out of the frame of the picture, which mm-hmm. is very fun. Um, we've got the wolf sized cat, which kind of appears to be in a windstorm. Interesting. Yeah. And then we've got the giant tiger-sized cat who I believe is played by one of the Wilson brothers. Oh, uh-huh. You know, he's giving kind yeah. of that um who's the guy from who's the guy from Girls and Star Wars that everyone says look, looks Jake- like a cat?
0: Oh. Um he girls? plays the Oh, Adam Driver?
1: Adam Driver. Yes. It's sort of friendly but exhausted eyes.
0: Yeah, the eyes are sort of, um, you know, they're coming off the head a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They're going in their own directions, which I don't ascribe to Adam Driver at all. Right, but, right. No. Um,
1: That's just this illustration. Um yeah. It also, I, I know there's like, the the t- the tiger-sized cat looks like he should be wearing clothes. Like, I think yeah. there's something happening. The shoulders.
0: The, the sho- I was just going to say, Andrew, the shoulders are a problem for me. He's got a, ne- a human neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say the left side of the neck is sort of fluffy and more cat like and the right side, the neck dips in under the chin and then slopes out like a man's shoulder. And I don't like he looks like he is like in a heterosexual marriage, but does most of the childcare. Yes. Like that's the energy I'm getting from. He does pickups.
1: Right. Like he's someone who you who you wouldn't feel uncomfortable taking to a gay bar because he's not going to make it weird one way or the other. He gets it. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and this he's is, got little whiskers. He does have little whiskers. The ears are at an interesting. I, I feel like I very rarely see um, cat ears akimbo. Is that the term where like they're a little more casually flopped to the side? I, I don't feel like I often see that with cats.
0: It's nice. Yeah, they, I guess you have to really get them going.
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs> really. I think I, I really do think I just misused the term akimbo very much. I
0: feel like I, kim- I, I, I'm glad that you brought this up because I don't know what akimbo is and I actually don't want to. I think, I think okay. I'd like to go to my grave not knowing. I won't you tell you.
1: I just looked it up. I will say that okay. I used it completely incorrectly. Uh, but oh I, my God. I what never tell mean? you what no,
0: it No, I, I now want to, I, want, I now want to know.
1: Um, oh no, it, I'm Is right. it folded? Okay. So it's the first, the first one is with hands on the hips and elbows turned outward. But second definition um, flung out widely or haphazardly. So that's okay. Ugh. You should have trusted your gut. And this was what I never was able to do at, at BFA drama school, but now I've done it with the <laughs> help of the <a> podcast. <laughs> yep.
0: And now we're both good. <laughs> Did it happen yet? And then the podcast keep, just shuts off. I keep waiting to be good. I don't know if it's happening. <laughs> I, Someone let me know when it happened. <laughs>
1: Ugh. Um, Anna, we gotta talk about casting here because we, we're already kind of inching into it. Um Wait, wait, really quick. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about what's scary about this story? Oh my gosh, of course.
0: Um, I just need to know that before I can sort of go out with the offers. Yeah. Um uh what I it's hard. It's it it's not that again, like this is it's a story where animals are talking and they're like, we're gonna get you. So like I remember reading this as a kid and not being like, being like, the story isn't scary. Right. Um, But hearing it again, the like, what is it they're going to do to him really stuck out to me.
1: Like, yes. W- what's Martin going to do? I'm always, for whatever reason, this story I just like have memorized in my head. And I will say I'm always pleasantly surprised when telling it to younger audiences.
0: Yeah. What was their reaction? It
1: was stunning in that the first time I did it, I was like, oh, gosh, this is going to be boring. They're not going to be into it. And with each escalating cat, without fail, the the young listeners were like, oh, like the building <laughs> tension is exciting to them. <laughs> That's cool. Which is very cool. Um, They're into that. I, it also could be that I was just doing a lot of different silly voices. And so that helps considerably. You're, I have to say your voice acting was really phenomenal. I thank um, you very much that you're too generous with me. Um
0: and you know what, Much like the story, it was funny and scary.: Wow, Good job.
1: Also, the fact that we are waiting for Martin and we never meet him is very fun him. and satisfying. Um, yeah.
0: who What do we, we think yeah. Martin would look like, even? I mean,
1: okay, there's a couple different ways of going with it. One is that it's like this godlike cat who's massive yeah. and you really, like, really big cat.: Yeah, the Earth is shaking. The other one, Anna? is that it's a straight-up mouse.
0: That, I could definitely see that being cool. Like, if they had stuck it out, and then, like, Martin showed up, and he was the Viper, I guess. (laughs) By Martin, I wish to wash and wipe the windows. (laughs) And it's like... "Mm."
1: And he has zero morals. Like, I think that's the other scary thing, too, which is, like, does Martin show up, and then Martin's, like, kill him? You know, like, is that what's going to happen?
0: It seems like Martin is more of a threat than these guys. Cause these guys are like, we don't know what to do, but yeah. they know that Martin will know what to do.
1: Yeah. Should we do um, it now? The cats keep asking each other.
0: It does sound like some sort of like poorly organized. sex party. <laughs> um, it's just like, it's a, the person who needs to be there for it to start
1: is just not there. I was, th- yeah. It's like the person who presses start on the boom box. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does kind of feel, Anna, did you ever do this with your brother when your family had company where you're like, we're going to do a little show or something? What? No. No. See, here's the thing. I don't. If we
0: had, I would not be a comedian. (laughs) I would just have done that and been like, that's plenty. Thank you.
1: (laughs) See, the thing is, I don't think I ever did, but in my head, I would plan for it. I'd be like, "My God, when they're ready, I'll do a tight five, you know? When they're
0: ready, um, what are we going to
1: do? I don't – that thing, I don't even know. Like we used to – my family in the uh, in the autumn months every year would have a party called a pumpkin party. It was not a Halloween party. It was just like an autumnal party with a couple other families. Okay. And there would be like a little talent show. And um, I think one of the most scarring moments of my life was I, in my head I had planned this very – I feel like I've told you about this, but this very elaborate dance, choreographed dance number to Oh, What a Night, in which I was going to put on more and more elements of a werewolf costume, big uh, surprise, right? Uh, also, I
0: would die to see a child perform that. The
1: fact, also that, that song is about someone sleeping with a prostitute and losing their virginity. <laughs> I don't know why I was like, Oh, full moons are at night. That's werewolves. Like I was not doing any other dramaturgical work. Um, you, but you didn't need to know. I had prepared this whole thing, and then Anna. This was in like 1993, maybe. For whatever reason, the stars aligned against me, and another the 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 kid of one of the other families did a choreographed number in pumpkin costumes. To oh what a night,
0: Andrew and I was stop. like,
1: well shit. <laughs> uh, oh no! I was inconsolable. Um, of course, because I was like, well, even even at that age, I knew I was like, well, I can't, you know, can't be the same number twice.
0: <laughs> when somebody does a mainstream version of the weird thing you were gonna do and it works, <laughs> devastating. <laughs>
1: Um yeah, I was I was uh I was devastated. I think and probably Anna, that's why I'm a comedian now. <laughs> of course. Oh my
0: that's god. That's where the damage The Poor thing. You need to perform it at some this is why we need live stages again, because we need all shows where Andrew can perform this finally.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: For a paying audience.
1: The the talent show at the pumpkin party often resulted in me crying. (laughs) One year the talent show was just that all of the dads from every family got pied in the face. And I did not like seeing my dad get pied in the face. I cried. Oh God, no, he's a judge. (laughs) He's a lawyer. I was like, have you no sense of propriety? Like it's topsy turvy. I don't like seeing, you know, um, uh, adults get pied. I didn't want that.
0: No, of course
1: not. <laughs> God, did you feel safe crying in front of your family? Um, I think what I would ah, sometimes. I mean, I'd be embarrassed. Or was it a private cry? I think it was a more private cry. I think I well, when the, my dad got pie, that was a very public cry because I was That's so hard, shocked. Yeah. But I was young. Uh-huh. I was probably four. Um, this I was. This I was six or seven, and this was a private cry. I think I like smiled through the number. And then I went outside and I sat by the lake and I did, I cried for a bit. And then I was like, they're serving cake. I'm going to head back inside.
0: Well, <laughs> I have a choice between having my feelings and having my cake.
1: And well, and I made my decision years ago and I've stuck you with it.
0: did. Oh my God. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I
0: feel like when I was little, I would cry. I, you were Usually I would cry when I was angry enough about something mm. and it would turn into sad. Um also involving talent shows. I remember crying on my teacher's lap when my brother performed enough is enough <laughs> wow. uh in front of the entire school cuz our one of our teachers would put on musicals where we'd change the words to um like uh who wrote the book of love to who wrote the book on homes and it was about uh Levitt the guy who made Levittown. No. This sort of thing is great. Uh, so I know a lot of like 1960s pop songs with the lyrics changed to be about like surfs. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he performed enough is enough for the school and I he was like going nuts. I, mm. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, actually. It's okay. The, or therapy. We're Did I?
1: To, we're trying to put Chris through college with the Chris Ryan Memorial Fund for re- repetition on podcasts.
0: Oh my God. But do you have a memory of me saying this again?
1: I I feel I vaguely remember this, but I don't know that it was in the pod. I okay. feel like it was just, it just in our from life. Our,
0: yeah. Our friendship. But anyway, it, like, it by all accounts would have been an unbelievably entertaining thing to see. Like, a 10 year old boy going nuts on a disco ballad <laughs> about a breakup. And like, everyone was loving it. But the fact that they were loving it was so mortifying to me that I was just sobbing yeah. on my teacher's lap, which in itself is way more embarrassing and <laughs> reflecting bad on me than anything my brother was or wasn't doing. Um, but. Yeah, that was like the one time I felt comfortable crying in front of, you know, you don't want to give people the satisfaction even at age eight or whatever.
1: Right. But I've I've heard it said, and I do think this is true, that um, that when children feel very complicated emotions that take an adult brain to process through, and sometimes even that's difficult, the most readily available emotion to experience is laughter or crying. And when it's complicated and when you feel strange about that, you're going to cry because you're unsure of which way to fall. Um, And so I think like, I would have this too. I I think, I think as I realized over time, like having pride in someone or like being uh, uh, impressed or moved by someone in a way that like today we're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for them. Like, as a kid, it's just like something is happening in my body and my brain is going crazy and I'm just going to cry.
0: Yeah. Well, my friend Nicole Silverberg loves World of Dance and they have a lot of child competitors on wow. it. And when they're getting their notes, the kids are – they've just danced and they just start – they all start weeping yeah. because they have all this adrenaline in their bodies and like they don't know what to do and it just comes out like crying.
1: <laughs> it It is – Wild, what our bodies make us do, and how that yeah. impacts our relationships.
0: <laughs> Insane. Well, that definitely came up. in wait till Martin comes. I, I oh, love yeah. that we're talking about it, though. Me too. Me it's too.
1: Good. Um, so should we cast? Let's cast it. Yeah.
0: Let's. Um, God, there's so many different. I mean, I keep picturing Martin as Martin Starr, um, from Silicon Valley. Oh, great. Yeah. We never see him, but <laughs> we never but see him in the cast list. Yeah. He's he's we're paying him. You know. Yes.
1: Um, what do we think about the old man?
0: Gosh. Um, could be like a Brendan Gleason. Mm. Um, I could see Keenan Thompson doing a good job sort of aging up. Oh, that's
1: uh, always Keenan is flawless. Yeah.
0: I I want to see him react to, you know, cats of ascending size. Yes. Um, I think he'd be really good at that.
1: I think this first cat. What's what's jumping out to me just in my head right now is Oscar Isaac. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: could see that. It definitely this would help his career (laughs) is why we're, you know,
1: he'll get the Oscar nod. We know he's been wanting it. Yes. And we Um, want it for him.
0: I love that for him uh for the the wolf sized cat mm-hmm. again we mentioned adam driver which i love yeah i could also see a rachel vice you know
1: oh wow Uh oh, who the fact that rachel vice has not been cast as a cat is a crime
0: we don't know that she hasn't she could be working under a. Uh, I i guess it makes no sense for famous actors to work under fake names because then they just get paid less. <laughs> but it could be
1: um yeah we love rachel vice and then for the big for the big giant cat I have a couple thoughts. I mean, John Cena okay. feels obvious. Great. I love that. Um, but also um, in terms of like voice power, a kind of James Earl Jones nod to the Lion King might be. Wow. fun.
0: Wow. That might be fun for sure. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah, I don't even want to touch that casting. That's perfect.
1: <laughs> um, um, well, Anna, thank you for letting me revisit this, uh, this iconic scary story.
0: Andrew, thank you for visiting it upon me. It was nice to be in the position of a camper again.
1: And um, before we close out, it did anything spooky happen to you this week?
0: Um, God, I know that it did. Yes, I dreamt that um, just in the spookiness of like what it's like to return to society. Um, I had a dream last night that Jason and I... Do you ever have a dream that's like, yeah, almost? Like, I dreamt that we went to a bar in our neighborhood that has good food, and he went up, and you have to, like, order it at a window, and he came back with a bowl of hot dogs, just a bunch of hot dogs in a big steel bowl,
1: and I was like, oh, well. Yeah, that's not, I can can see a world in which Jason would go up to the bar, and someone would say to him, like, we're in a big bind. We've got a huge bowl of hot dogs that we have to pass off to somebody. And I can see Jason being like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll have the protein. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to
0: say no to hot dogs. <laughs> God, I've never done an impression of him until right now. That was
1: good. And that was good. That captured him pretty well.
0: I can't, bl- I guess it's because I literally see no other person besides <laughs> him. And it's weird to do an impression of someone at them. Um. God. Yeah. And, but they were like rolled in pretzels. Oh, um, like I guess they do that at a movie theater.
1: Like, not like, they weren't like entirely encased in a soft pretzel, but they were like rolled in crunched up pretzels. Yeah, oh.
0: no, no, no. Like it was a pretzel was around it, oh. which I think is something I've had at the Arc Light. Sort of a delicious. Grief dream, yeah. Oh, um, that's for a bummer. movie. Th- yeah, but anyway. Um. um, but so it was. It was scary to be like, God, I don't even remember how things work anymore. I can't even dream right. <laughs> Um, Andrew, what scary thing happened to you this week?
1: Well, I know we talked about the, um, the little podcast closet and Chris and my new place.
0: Yes. I'm um,
1: very excited about it. It, it, it is built for podcasting. The leasing, <laughs> the leasing God, guy kind of read me because, um, he was like, well, I knew you'd like it. He was like, are you a voiceover actor or do you have a podcast? And I had offered him oh. no information. I was like, well, <sighs> thanks. Oh. Um, good God. But it's, I mean, it's great. This is a decidedly not creepy looking apartment. It's bathed in sun. It's all open and everything. It's very nice. Um, But Anna, I had a nightmare that night that I was up in that office space that has the little closet. um, And I heard a man walking around in the closet going like, like, like angry. He was saying words, but he was angry. I couldn't quite hear what they were. And I peeked in, and the first thought that I had that I had was like, "This is a malicious man. Like he was something. He is. He wants to do harm." And he's pacing around this room. He was bald. He had like a long, scraggly beard, um, and he was holding his his hands out in front of him like Mister Burns, like limp Ooh. limp wrists, uh-huh. and he was wiggling his fingers, and that was very scary to me. Um, But in the dream, I was just like, I'm not going to call the police, but I can't deal with this. So I took a big, heavy piece of furniture and I put it in front of the door. And, (laughs) um, (laughs) and yeah, dealing with it. I, yeah, I, I mean, I had to figure something out, but I was like, I can't risk that him just getting out and moving around. So then, um. I left for a second. I don't know what I was trying to get or what I was doing to help the situation, but I came back and Anna, he was not in the little room anymore. And that scared me.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. It's like the problem has solved itself, but has it? Yeah. Uh,
1: In fact, now that I'm saying it, I kind of think he might be the ghost manifestation of Grib. (laughs) He is Greb for sure. Oh no. Uh, But it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I feel very confident about the new place, which of course, now that I'm saying it, I'm sure has damned me to some horrible end, but Andrew, um,
0: (laughs) you made your grab. Now you got to live with it.
1: (laughs) I'm a grab digger. Um, (laughs) And on that note, uh, thank you so much, everybody. We hope you had a nice week off and um, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scary story underscore pod
0: you can leave us a little review on iTunes or wherever else you freaking get off. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Are we in a fight?
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry. And one more thing you can do. Get get out.
0: Forever.
1: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive
0: produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com
1: slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam.
0: And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at forever dog team to keep up with all the latest forever dog news.